Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Episode 425. Ladies and gentlemen, Pancakes and Potter Slam show features former WWE Tag Team Champion, former Ring of Honor World Champion, PCO. Oh, yeah. WCW Hardcore Champion, too. We're going to talk about his time working with Owen Hart, World Rumble Nation, are you ready? Wrench Mob, are you ready? Well, you know what time it is. Pancakes and Power Slams, episode 425. 
Well, it's time to do this thing. Let's go. going on everybody episode 425 pancakes and power slam show i'm chris featherstone and we are getting we are live and living color getting funky like a monkey if you will baby yeah 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 <clears throat> so how's the pnp nation doing tonight how is the pnp nation doing tonight let me know how y'all doing we got a lot to talk about today we got some 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 happy things some some sad things, unfortunately. There is a lot to talk about tonight. So we shall do that. Um, all right. So the uh play of the week this week, we're going to talk about uh hey, the new bookcase. Yeah, absolutely. And check that out too. Um, <laughs> so I told, told you upgrades. I told you. Yes. <clears throat> um so uh we here so here's the here's the crazy thing. Um so a, my buddy Del Wilkes was supposed to be on the show tonight. <clears throat> he texted me at uh he texted me at thank you, Elvis. He texted me at 9 28 p.m. He was ready to rock and roll. We talked on the phone. We actually talked, uh, video chatted today. We talked on the phone last night. We talked on the phone today and video chatted today. We got everything set up. Uh, and then he texted me at 928, 
said he's sitting he's sitting on the side of the interstate with car problems uh and he's waiting on triple a so um that is unfortunate very very much so unfortunate so uh unfortunately we have to uh we had to reschedule we had to cancel um del wilkes because he's stuck in the side of the road but um as always you know how i do it with the pmp show um i am all about having an interview every week uh so uh you know how it is so we're gonna do that um so I was like, you know what? I I still want to stay in the I still want to stay in the uh, in the <clears throat> in the Owen Hart theme, okay? So I was like, you know what? Hmm. Who can I call to still to, to still stick with the Owen Hart theme? <clears throat> and I was like, hmm. Um, PCO. So gave my buddy PCO a call and just like PCO is, man, he's always game. And so that's what happened. So PCO was game for tonight and um, we talked about Owen Hart. So uh, the interview is 17 minutes and 44 seconds. So um, check out the interview with PCO that I just had like probably an hour ago. So I called him. Uh, I, I caught him and, um, we talked about Owen Hart, so you'll enjoy it. Uh, and play of the week tonight. We're going to talk about the, uh, the Royal Rumble 1994. It's funny because the Owen Hart Hill turn, the Royal Rumble 1994, um, guess who was in that match? PCO. So we're going to, uh, so we talked about that interview too. So you will enjoy it. All right. So here we go. Then we're going to talk about, you know, there's a lot to talk about. Uh, we talk about some releases, some very unfortunate. I'll give you an update. Yes, I did talk to some people about an update, and I will let you know that after the interview. So, all right, PCL, let's do this. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Featherstone, Pancakes of Power Slams, episode 425. I got my buddy on the phone right now. This person is always clutch. He's my guy. He's my buddy. Without further ado, PCO, how are you tonight, sir? Hey, what's up, Chris? How are you? I'm great. Uh, fantastic. Awesome, awesome, man. So what is talk about Owen Hart's dark side of the ring? So you've had some experience working with Owen Hart. You've had a few matches uh, with him uh, as a part of the match. You've actually teamed with him as well back in 95. You were Jean-Pierre Lafitte. Uh, you teamed up with yeah. him and, and Bulldog, and uh, but of course, uh, your most memorable match was the infamous Royal Rumble 1994, uh, when you competed against Brett and Owen, you and um, Jacques and Pierre, of course, Jacques Rougeau, the Quebecers. Uh, when you it was in uh, Providence, Rhode Island, I believe, 1994, uh, the infamous yeah. Royal Rumble match between the two. And uh, that was the time. That was when Owen kicked Brett's, uh, Brett's leg, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm sorry. 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 I'm sor
absolutely. That was uh, a crucial night for Paulin's career because uh, that led up to the, uh, I believe, to the uh, title match of the Madison Square Garden for WrestleMania. They started uh, feuding together, uh, starting from that match where, um, you know, because they the storyline was like uh, uh, Brett didn't want to tag Owen for the comeback. He was trying to make his own comeback, and um, and then after the match, uh, Owen turned on Brett for being selfish. Yeah. So that was that was the story there, yeah. and. Uh, that that was a hell of a match. Uh, that that was one of the best matches of the night. Yes. Uh, I mean, because back then uh, Meltzer uh, was not on on the net as much. He had so dirty, and uh, it, it came out as uh, the best match of Royal Rumble '94. Nice. So. Uh, yeah, it was a lot uh, going on there, and that was a lot. Like it was a huge night for Brett as well, and uh, Brett was winning the rumble, and it was supposed to be the Luger winning the rumble. Like before all, you know, with the Lex Express and everything, and so that yeah, it was a huge night for Owen. It put uh, his brother Brett back on picture for you know for the title, and eventually. Uh, holding the title of Brett. So I, I don't know exactly after long, uh, how long after that, that match had happened that he became, uh, WWE World Champion. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, when everything started for him as, as a heel. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it was like, uh, it was like super cool. Yeah. Cause, uh, I always had a, a, a very good relationship with, with both brothers actually, but, uh, Especially with Owen, like, uh, he's, uh, very, very, uh, he was a guy who, uh, liked to do, like, small ribs and have fun mm-hmm. and play tricks on people a lot, you know, and, uh, it was just, uh, it was just like, uh, someone with a smile on his face all the time and, uh, a very happy, uh, person on a day-to-day great basis. Never, I never seen, saw him like that, that on a really bad mood or any depression, you know, he was always like, uh, pretty much very, uh, up for anything. Yeah. When I kicked your leg, Brett, it felt good, Brett. <laughs> you know, the infamous line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Promos were like that. <laughs> Yeah, it uh, it really put Owen the map, and uh, a lot of people call him uh, one of the biggest uncrowned world champions uh, uh, in pro wrestling history. It just seems like um, he kind of had that in the shadow of his brother um, kind of stigma uh, when he shouldn't have, and I would uh, Brett believe that too. But Brett was just such a large in life character at that time it was really tough for owen to really stand out by himself but uh, but turning him heel was actually a good for him uh because he did have world title opportunities he never won the world title but he should have in my opinion uh but making him heel at the royal rumble really stood made made it really made him stand out uh, as far as a character is concerned ended up being intercontinental champion of course had 
a really good feud with with Steve Austin, of course. So he he was such an indelible character. Now you weren't around uh, in '99 in the WWE when the infamous. I was. I was around. Like, uh, I was around the, the immediate dressing room, but I was uh, with uh, many of the boys. Uh, I was watching the pay per view from our. Uh, we uh, we were. All, I was with Power Pro Wrestling, uh, which was like the uh, just before OVW and just before uh, Florida Championship Wrestling. It was like the uh, like the farm. Yeah, yeah, farm team developmental. Uh, territory, you know, like where we, uh, I was there to work on maybe, uh, working on a character or trying to, you know, set, get something going. And I was there with many guys with, with, uh, uh, with Kurt Angle and, uh, also, um, Tattoo, uh, Rosie, Jamal, all, all those guys, we were all, you know, we were all wrestling yeah. down and, and Memphis yeah, and, uh, and a lot of other guys like uh, Steve Besson or Steve Bradley and uh, Glenn Colca, the football player, and Mike Journey. Stacey uh, Allen. Yeah, yeah, like uh, MMA guy. Mm-hmm. And we were a bunch of guys and we were all, you know, watching the pay-per-view. And I remember when, you know, they, they said something that happened and, you know, that and when we got back, you know, when the show started back, and uh, Roller and Rust were saying that uh, uh, that wasn't a part of the of the show, and it was an horrible accident, and everything. The show kept going. Uh, from that point on, it's like you could hear like uh, uh, flies, you know, in the building because. Uh, well, the atmosphere was was not there anymore. You know? Like uh, it was just a tough uh, going from that that match to the rest of the show. It was like very very hard. And uh, I remember that I was really really sad. I was kind of you know, well, kind of close to to home. So uh, we had been like. Uh, uh, I followed his footstep a little bit, like he was working for Auto Vans, and I just kind of missed him. And then I got with the Auto Vans, and, and when I just left and uh, was uh, making his debut, uh, uh, WWE, and then uh, when I got there, uh, uh, he, he, you know, like he did a did his thing with the Night Art, did his thing with Kobe, where I believe, and uh, did a, a, a few character that. Didn't really uh, didn't work out that much, but uh, he kept on pushing and he kept on uh, trying. And, uh, eventually, uh, yeah, that match uh, over Rumble '94, like uh, that was his big uh, breakthrough uh, to the single career. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but, yeah, I was uh, yeah, I was really sad like when I heard that uh, yeah. you know he passed. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it was a very, very emotional moment for me because, it, you know, I had like uh, had a lot of uh, times that we were together discussing the business and uh, and he was the type of guy that was really uh, tight with his money, he wouldn't overspend money, he wouldn't spend a dime actually. <laughs> so uh, I've got so many like 
good memories of them, like traveling with the fans, just not to rent a car or to get a place so we didn't have to rent a hotel room or, uh, or you know, or, or, or buy food that much, you know. So it, it was like really putting a lot of money on the side for his family and trying to assure the future of himself and the future of the family. And then all those efforts that he was making, you know, it's uh, too bad that he didn't have a chance to, pro, you know, take pro, profit, you know, the, to benefit from that. So uh, that, that's, uh, so I knew the whole story, how Owen was and how uh, a family guy he was. And, uh, you know, he, I'm never, uh, he was not the type of guy that to go to bars and go out and things like that. You know, he was really family oriented. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that's why it was like, uh, it's tough to see him go. It's yeah. really tough. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So my last question for you tonight, PCO, is, uh, what is a Owen Hart rib that you could remember? Uh, it was just a, just a small rib, but, you know, like, uh, Jacques was totally against rib, you know, he, he <laughs> never liked rib, you know, the whole situation would happen with Jacques and kind of my kid where, yeah. you know, uh, nice. got, he, you know, he got his pants cut out and then, yeah. and then he went to, uh, an agent and told him and then he got, you know, like, got slapped in the face by, by that I might think you were stooge and things like that. And eventually, uh, you know, Jacques got dynamite back and by knocking all his teeth out of his mouth and, uh, retiring from the wrestling business basically and, uh, ending up his wrestling career. Yeah. So when they were at the airport and Owen, uh, uh, take uh, Jacques' jacket and he put it behind, like a, uh, let's say, an old man, like a certain, like, you know, like a, this, probably a 70 year old guy. And he put Jacques' jacket, like, uh, like on the back of the seat where the guy was sitting. And, like, when the, uh, the guy got up and not to go aboard uh, the flight, uh, he said, sir, we forgot your jacket. So he gave Jacques' jacket to uh, <laughs> that person. Jacques was looking at his jacket saying, hey, this is my jacket. And uh, he was so, uh, so pissed. Like, there's so much. And he ate, he ate it like ribs. Yeah. And he, he, he warned no one to never rip them again because uh, that that wouldn't work, you know, that he would, like, have to pay the price if he went for them again. But I just thought it was funny, and it was not, like, a huge rib, like, something where, you know, he shakes someone's ass of his head or eyebrows or, you know, he's just, things like that. It was just, like, you know, basically uh, staying with his jacket, and, and Jock was looking for a jacket, and I wanted to sign hand it to that. That guy, I guess, oh, that's in my jacket. Hey, yes, sir, it's your jacket. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, there was there where I was watching how many of the other boys, like, we were all sitting on the waiting to board or, and, uh, everybody was laughing. And, like, I mean, he has done so many little reds like that. 
Yeah. It's just like, you just love that, man. You get, yeah. <laughs> you're like a kid smiling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That's what he's known for. And then I just remembered that he picked on the wrong guy. It was, that made it even like more funny because, yeah. uh, you know, he was off assuming yeah. <laughs> his had bad experiences with that. Yeah. So, yeah, really. it's, uh, yeah. Well, but, but Jock, you know, like he, he always liked Cohen as well. So like, it was no big deal after that. You know, they always got along. It was not like something that created like any co-relationship between them. So uh, now he's, he really liked Cohen, uh, but he, he knew that he was a guy that likes to uh, play little tricks like that. So it's just uh, funny. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, PCL, it's been a pleasure, man, to uh, chat with you about Owen Hart. I appreciate your time. Uh, let the listeners know uh, real quick what you've got, uh, got coming up, man. Uh, we're starting to reopen the country, so I'm sure that uh, you've got some dates uh, that you're eager, eager to, uh, to get back into. What we're doing right now, we're having, like, uh, town hall meetings, like, uh, on the, the whole company, the Ring of Honor, we're, like, uh, the whole roster every Thursday at 4 p.m. We got updates and meetings, and uh, we're we're very international. You know, we got a lot of talents from Australia, we got talents from England, the UK, uh, Ireland, things like that. And uh, I'm from Canada, so right now the borders are closed, so it's really tough. Uh, and uh, from what I understood, you know, like from our, our last meeting, like, uh, they bring them I don't want to start until they have the full roster. And they have, like, also guys, like, uh, in L.A. where it's a major lockdown for the next three months still to go. So it's going um, and uh, the, the company, Ring of Honor, for, for them, help comes first. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, they want to make sure that when we start back, uh, we're going to be tested uh, before the tour, after the tour, and uh, be test maybe every day and uh, I'll be safe, uh, a safe environment, and they don't want to take any risk. So uh, that's where we at right now. We're on a weekly basis, like meetings, and trying to find out uh, as this thing evolves what would be our next move as a, as a roster or as a company. And uh, so it's, it's hard to, to have any plans. Just I'm just keeping ready, training hard, and uh, working hard, you know, as, with what we've got. Because uh, there's a lot of rings that aren't available right now. Uh, I can't go to my the ring that I usually go because it's in a gym and the gym has to be closed. So, uh, it's, um, I just have, uh, access to, a, like, some private gym and things like that. Uh, like, Destro's got a gym. I've got other friends got gyms. So, we're, I'm just, uh, working out and keeping myself in shape, uh, for a return and just be as, as ready as I can, you know, uh, with the condition that we, that we've got right now. And just hoping for the better. No, I mean hoping for the better. Can't wait to start back. You know, that's that's the thing. I want I'm, I want crowds. You know, I, I'm I'm hoping that we got at least you know do studio TV if we can go like two large crowds. Uh, uh, 
Yeah, that's that's where that's where we're at. You know, I, I'm totally against wrestling in front of nobody. So uh, that's my point of view. Not everybody thinks the same way, but that's that's where we're at. You know. Well, uh, hopefully it can be sooner than later, and uh, I'm I'm ready to see PCO back in front of a big crowd. And appreciate your time, man, as always. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Thank you. All right. PCO, appreciate you uh, coming on the show, man. Uh, as I always say, every week. Hey, yo, every week. We're going to have an interview. So, what a difference a week makes, <laughs> decoration wise. <laughs> what a what a difference a week makes, right? Um, and I'm still, you know, still uh, having some ideas of what I want to do. So, all right, so let's jump in the show tonight. We got a lot to talk about, and uh, first of all, let's start off with some trivia. Let's bring some. Gonna bring some levity uh, to the night because we're gonna talk about some heavy stuff tonight. So uh, let's bring some levity to it. So uh, let's start off with a first trivia question. Uh, the first trivia question of the night is: Who did Goldberg compete against at the 2003 Backlash pay per view? Who did Goldberg compete against at the 2003 Backlash? pay-per-view 2003 backlash pay-per-view backlash 2003 let's see get your thinking caps on uh what's going on everybody mike alma how is it how is it how's everybody uh what i think of money in the bank and Becky being pregnant. Oh, uh, I'm guessing you weren't here last week, Marissa. Were you not here last week? Um, Money in the Bank was... Eh, uh, Becky being pregnant is oh, great. I mean, congratulations. I'm all about uh, new birth in the world. Uh, you know? Um, yeah. So, <laughs> I'll just... I'll just keep it at that. Um, Seth Rollins. We talked about last week. Just go. Just go. Last week, uh, Seth Rollins uh, and Becky Lynch. Uh, congratulations on the the baby. So, um, we'll t- ask me offline about, uh, and I'll get further into it as far as as far as that is concerned. Uh, maybe on Twitter or something. Uh, let's see. Any Axe Chris? Any more Axe Chris? Um, you want to brush your teeth? Yeah, it's already over. Uh, let's see. Brandon. Yes. Good job. The Rock. The Rock. Good job. Good job. Good job. Um, who was originally scheduled for tonight? Del Wilkes. And he got stuck on the side of the road and texted me at 928. And so, because I do it for you, just like every week, just like I make a um, a, a weekly interview and I'll stick to it, 
I called up my boy PCO to talk about Owen Hart. So I'm telling y'all, y'all need to look, y'all need to uh, support me on Patreon, man. Hands down. Y'all need to support me on Patreon. Do it. Do it now. Because I'll do it for you. Hey, look, y'all, look. Go to Patreon, all right? Go to Patreon. Go support your boy on Patreon. You get your T-shirts. You get your bells and whistles and all that good stuff. Go support my boy. Go support your boy on um, on Patreon. I mean, come on now. Every single week, and I'm sitting here at 9.28 with no interview, and I'm going my Rolodex and call people. And so I actually had an interview that someone said they can't do it. And then I had someone else say that they can make some things happen, and that didn't work out. And then I called Del Wilkes last night at like 10 o'clock at night. And and I was like, hey, can you uh can you can you make this work? And he was like, Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. I called him at like 10 o'clock at night yesterday. And I was like, hey Dale, can you uh can you come on the show tomorrow? <laughs> and he was like, Yeah, I'll do it. And then he got stuck on the side of the road. And then I call PCO. So I'm calling all these people for you all, going through my Rolodex of people to make sure you guys have an interview every single week. So, um, the, the, come on now. The least you could do is go check out Pancakes and Power Slams on Patreon. All right. So, this is the Patreon account. Here we go. All right. So, you have, I mean, my, like my dude Cole said, cheaper than a cheeseburger. All right. So you have $1 a month to support. Like, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm really doing my best not to tax you all. <laughs> um, so that's an appreciation gift. For $5.99, you get your t shirt after three months, actually. And then, uh, actually, you get one t shirt after three months. You get the regular pe- pancakes and power slams. Like the my screen here, uh, black T-shirt with the logo on it, and then uh, after six months you get your um, your personalized T-shirt with your name on the side and uh, the hashtag Wrench Mob. All right, um, and then we're going to start opening up uh, guest hosting uh, for you all to be on the show video wise, and then. Um, I'm going to uh, have some. I'm gonna start going to start having some exclusive blogs to uh, to put on there for you, especially with information. Actually, I had some information today um, that I'm gonna share. I'm gonna share tonight, but um, it would have been an exclusive um, as far as Shad Gaspard. Um, so, so yeah, come on, y'all, just go here. Um, matter of fact, I'm about to make it really easy for you. I'm about to put it on the link. Only thing you have to do is just click on the link. That's it. Click on the link. Just give $1 a month or $5.99 a month. Uh, so I really I really did my best not to tax your pockets when I give you all interviews every single week. So 
you know how much time and effort I put in to make sure this show is being uh, tip top uh, and stand out. You you hear a wrestler every single week, so the best. I mean, come on, the least you can do is just give a dollar five ninety nine a month. So do that for for your boy. All right, do that for your boy. Uh, Mo is a is a honorary uh, wrench mob member. He's a patron. Um, and I, and here's the thing, here's the thing, y'all. Um, yeah, here's the thing. Like, again, I say I'm about to be a doctor and, um, I don't have the time to really put much into the show anymore, but I still find time every single week to make sure that you guys have the, uh, the, the best of the best interviews, and the best of the best newest information and a tip top show. All right. So um, go to the Patreon here and everybody who's watching, there's, there's thousands of people who watch every single week, thousands and thousands of people. I kid you not. I'm, I'm not inflating. As a matter of fact, last week, I don't even see, I, I, don't, I don't even make, I don't even con, concentrate on audio as much anymore. Um, last week we had, uh, let me find out. Let me see how many, just video. Um, last week we had, um, let me find out. I ain't going to inflate this. All right. I'm going to give you the real deal. Yeah, I'm going to give you the real deal. Um, Last week's show, 4,200 um, video listen, uh, video watchers, 4,200. So as many people who <laughs> watch the show, um, and that's just on one platform. That's not, that's not including YouTube. That's not including, uh, audio. Um, so yeah. And, uh, so yeah. And that's just on one platform. So for all those people who listen to the show, be sure, uh, to go to the Patreon y'all and just, uh, give, give your boys some support, man. If, if you believe that this, show with some good quality stuff and I bust my butt every week to make sure that you'll have a, an interview. Um, I mean, you know, give me some support, man. All right. Simple as that. Yeah. Go and support your guy. All right. Uh, next trivia question on deck is, uh, who won the WWE Championship at the 2017 Backlash pay-per-view? Um, you know, all of us appreciate what you do and love the show. Yes, I do. Uh, put your money where your mouth is and give a do- $1 a month <laughs> or $5.99 a month if you want a T-shirt uh, and, and support support monetarily uh, that would be greatly appreciated um what else we got ask chris 
Yes, I do. Uh, let me know, Ryan. Let me know, Mike. Uh, cause I, I don't, I don't have the time. I, I just don't. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't have the time. Uh, Edge and Randy Orton confrontational raw. Eh, I'm not really into it. Honestly, I mean, it'd be a decent match, I guess, but I'm not really into it. Uh, good evening, Alonzo. Great to have you. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's taxes. There may be, but I don't, I don't think there's. Uh, there's not much tax on a dollar a month or five ninety nine a month. Uh, yeah, get that top tier like me. That's right. And, and Mo got his shirt too. You'll be you'll be getting your other shirt uh, soon. Uh, all this crazy pandemic stuff um, has been jacking up my um, my uh, the person who makes my shirts and just a bunch of craziness. <clears throat> so, yeah, I've not seen NWA Carney Lynn yet. Uh, Robbie, I've not seen it yet. I just watched Takers. First one, first episode. When did I do that? Sunday night? No, Saturday night. And then I watched the second one Monday after Raw. And then the rest of it today. Yeah, so I split it up. Monday after Raw and the rest of the day. So. Uh, see, you know what? See, you know what, Mike? I love these type of questions. I love these type of questions. Um, there's a lot of good Ask Chris questions. Um, okay, so let's answer this one first. Oh, okay, my biggest pet peeve. Um, <laughs> something annoys something annoys me. I got a few pet peeves. Um, uh, I don't like. I, I disrespect is is terrible to me. Just feeling that. Um, time. I'm gonna see my my biggest pet peeves is. It's poor time management. That grinds my gears. When people don't consider other people's time, oh, that that bugs me to snots. That bugs the snot out of me. I think people should respect people's time. And when people don't respect people's time, it uh, grinds my rotors. Um, latest on Brian Cage. I don't know. I'll text him. You know what? I might, you know what? I'll text them and then I'll put it up on the exclusive for PP. Um I'm about to I'm texting him right now, actually. Um live right now. I'm texting him. Uh, all right, just texted him and he'll be up on the exclusive blogs on his contract status. 
So if you get the Patreon, <laughs> you'll see. You'll see that. I just texted him live. Um, let's see. What I think of the recent exchange between Mark Henry and Leo Rush also has published remarks considering about Michael Jordan. Do you believe Mark is being a tad bit entitled? Um, I haven't really, I've really looked so much into Leo Rush and, and Mark Henry. I know that Leo uh, has been trying to sell merch a lot. Um, and so he threatens to sue him. Sorry for defaming me. Okay, I'm about to play this then. I'm about to play this. Um, I'm about to play this here. Is it? Let me let me see. Because if it has any profanity on it, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna play it. Let me see. I will see. Do I believe Mark is being a tad bit entitled? Okay, let me read the article here. Stop defending me or my Harvard educated lawyers are going to file. Okay. Yeah, he did. He did. He's profanity. Fired off a barrage of tweets attacking the Hall of Famer. So, so Russ accused Henry of torpedoing black wrestlers' careers. This is the only. This is why African American time on the biggest platform continue not to have equal opportunity because people like you constantly tear your people down. Okay. Um. If you go to if you go down to Performance Center NXT, probably twenty five I think people of color in the facility, probably about eighty plus percent of them will help get them there. I mean it's completely opposite. Um uses his name to fame from his music career. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean Leo sadly, I mean, you know, he just got released from the WWE and he's yeah, you know, trying to do his best on um, trying to do his best on getting you know opportunities, you know, for his music career and stuff like that. And so it doesn't seem like he he's a high target for for anybody right now, as far as uh, as far as uh, you know companies are concerned. So, um, I have interviewed uh, Keith Lee, and I talked to MVP. MVP is actually a pretty nice guy. Um, and MVP, I talked to him in New Orleans. Actually, it was just him and I just talking, and he he said he hates dirt sheets. And uh, we were talking about a few things. I forgot what it was, but we talked for a little bit. It was actually, he's actually, it was just me and him, just, just chilling, just talking. And, um, he's actually pretty, pretty cool dude. Um, yeah, he said he hates dirt sheets. So, 
<laughs> he said, I hate him. <laughs> he, that's, that's the reason he didn't like he didn't like interviews. He didn't like getting interviewed because he hates dirt cheats. Um, not a big fan of Meltzer. So and that's uh, I found that uh very hilarious. Uh Leo Rush. Um I've texted, actually I've communicated with Leo Rush. Uh but yeah, he's a he's an interesting guy, man. I mean, I have his number. I've, I've texted. We've texted back and forth, but he's he's an interesting guy. I'll just say that much. He's an interesting guy. Um, live call now with Brian. Be like you're live, live, live on PFE. <laughs> just a random, just a random one. Um, who sings the theme of pancakes and power slams? Uh, his name is Eric Cross. Google him. He's a Christian rapper, Eric Cross. Eric Cross. Um, you, have, you hate when people belch and don't say, excuse me. I can definitely understand that. I don't like that either. Um, thoughts on Jelena kicking out Austin Theory. I think they're making room for Umberto. It could be. I think. I think uh, Humberto, Humber, Humberto, Humberto. Uh, I guess that would be okay because Carrillo's uh, gimmick is pretty bland right now. So uh, I think Theory joining Rollins' uh, faction is actually a good call. I, I like that. I like the look of that. It makes sense. I've said it on my. I've said it on my show before. It just doesn't make sense. You know, it's P, uh, PG, Marissa. You know that. Come on. Marissa, you know that. Um, thank you. Thank you, Alonzo. I appreciate that. The hardest working podcaster in sports entertainment. I need someone to, I need a wrestler to uh <laughs> to, to say that on my show. The the hardest working. I need that guy. I need that guy who did the NWO. Matter of fact, I'm about to text Eric Bischoff uh and ask him who is the guy. Who did the NWO uh, voiceover? Um, I'm texting Eric. I'm texting Eric Bischoff right now, um, and let's see who was the guy. Uh, let's see. Let's do this. Who did the um, the biggest? Icon. Um, the New World Order. Um, voiceover. I want to contact. Let's see. I want to contact him. For voice overs for my show. All right, cool. I just texted Eric Bischoff to find that um find who that out find out who that was. Cause I would like for him to say this. The hardest working podcaster in sports entertainment. <laughs> Uh, all right, cool. Yes, my man, gender. That's correct. Gender Mahal. Good job. Good job. Good job. 
All right. So let's jump into the sad stuff. Um, let's be this. Let's see what else we got real quick. Um, Uh, let's see. I'm just looking at the comments. Banner interviewed. Okay. Uh, just answer that. <clears throat> yes. Check out the PNP archives. Um, this message brought to you by the NW. Yeah, it was. That was. <laughs> yes. I'm a big, big fan of that. That would be super dope. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to find that out and have that. <laughs> and and have somebody do that voiceover for me. That would be awesome. Um, since uh, oh yeah, they're bringing about the in, in your house for NXT. Uh, so King of the Ring, yeah, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of that. Undertaker's documentary, I think, is excellent. Absolutely excellent. I mean, just incredible. Incredible. Very, very, very incredible. Yes, check out the PNP archives. Do it. Do it now. I do it for you. Check out the archives. Um, yes, the biggest icon in wrestling. Yeah, that's the one. I, that's actually what I texted Eric Bischoff. Uh, oh, yeah, the buff, uh, <laughs> the buff cameo, the buff thing. Oh, gosh. That's crazy. All right, y'all. So let's jump into the sad stuff, unfortunately. All right. Without further ado, ladies and you know what time it is. You know what time it is, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Headlines. Here we go. All right, let's start off uh, with the unfortunate. Uh, Chad Gasper goes missing after being swept out to sea. Uh, first of all, I want to um, give a special uh, prayer to the family and friends of Chad. Um, so the uh, the C team, you know, called off the search, <clears throat> and so <coughs> excuse me. Let me get some water. Hmm. Oh, I love me some water. All right. So, very, very unfortunate. Uh, very, very unfortunate stuff. Um, I want to, first of all, th say that Chad did a very noble thing by having the rescue team <clears throat> uh, rescue his son. Uh, he was like, you know, get my son. So that was incredibly honorable, incredibly honorable. Um, and so that's, um, I really, really appreciate that. Uh, so um, uh, it's just sad stuff. It's it just really, really sad stuff. And uh, 39 years old, just turned 39 a few months back. And uh just young man just a freak occurrence you know it's it wasn't some you know overdose or some unfortunate drug issue or 
anything like that. Just sad. Just really sad, man. And um, I did speak. I, I did chat with JTG and, um, you know, just not looking good. And so, <clears throat> um, yeah, it's just it's just really sad to, to, to know that it's just it's not looking good, y'all. So um, they've been trying to look for him. They can't find him. You know, he's lost at sea somewhere, and uh, that's what it seems like. Um, you know, last uh, the family earlier today, the family, you know, they, <clears throat> they're still hopeful. Um, WWE even, uh, you know, put out a statement about it. Um, they actually said, <clears throat> um, let me see. Let me get the statements. Um, their statement was WWE's thoughts are with the family and Shaq Gasper. Please consider to keep them in your thoughts during this difficult time. So that was WWE's statement. Um, yeah, so the Coast Guard, so the Coast Guard suspended his search. So it was nearly so the search was nearly 24 hours, y'all. Wowzers. Like it was nearly 24 hours. And I mean, they couldn't find him in 24 hours, man. Ah, that's so sad. So crazy. So man, um, that is really, really tough information to uh, to digest. Um, all right, let's see what y'all's thoughts on it is. <clears throat> um, yeah, yeah, that was about three years ago when he um, helped someone. Uh, someone was getting robbed, and he helped uh, the person. Very heroic. Uh, proves that tomorrow is never promised. Cherish each other. Amen. Amen. Yeah, MVP was really close to him as well. Yep. <clears throat> um, yeah, it's very sad. Um, very sad. Near, Neil Pruitt is the voice of NWO. Okay, I'll check. I'll check that out. Uh, Eric Bischoff's probably asleep. <laughs> so, although his uh, he usually responds very promptly, his time frame is um, like I think he's Mountain Time, so he's like two hours before me. Um, yeah, so sad stuff, y'all. I mean, um, Jamie said, a "True hero and an outstanding example, great human being." You know, it's a lot of people who's been saying that about him. Uh, I've never uh, dialogued with uh, Shan. Um, I've never had any time. He's huge. I've seen him in person. He's a huge guy. Gigantic. Um, actually, I think I might have in Orlando. Um, just um, very briefly. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, but from the people... The wrestlers that I know, you know, they they've they've said some they said that he's a really nice guy. So 
Uh, yeah, that's what I heard. And so, um, and plus, you know, I'm, I'm cool with JTG and JTG thinks the world of him. And so I respect what JTG uh, feels about him because I'm really, um, really cool with JTG. Chris Masters was getting a search party of his own to search for him. Um, that was very noble. That's very, very, very cool. Um, yeah, that was that, that's really cool. Let's see. Uh, <clears throat> Elvis, I seen Chad and JTG back in 2008 in, in December in Denver. Great time. It was a live Raw in May. Um, so sad to hear stories like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, really sad y'all. It's, it's, it's really sad to hear this stuff. I'm just, you know, <clears throat> I'm just looking for closure. I, I just want to, I just want to see closure. You know, I'm sure that's what the family wants to like, like closure, you know? And, uh, I think that that is the most important thing that, um, you know, just right now, at least just some type of closure, you know? So, <clears throat> all right. So let's talk about Drew Gulak released. So, uh, <laughs> so here's the deal. This is what Meltzer said. Oh, Meltzy boy. He said that uh, um, WWE, it, it was a contract thing. So WWE um, <clears throat> had a deal. He wanted to raise... WWE said, not only are we going to not give you a raise, but we're going to take the deal off the table. So, yikes. I mean, that's not good. So, hopefully, uh, you know, he's a free agent now, and it sucks because I'm, I'm wondering, if, if this is indeed true, I'm wondering that uh, Gulak felt that maybe since he had like the past six months, he's he's had a little bit more street, uh, he's had a little bit more TV time. Maybe he thought that he felt that he could have like, you know, a little bit more kind of to say, I guess. But I don't think that was a good idea to ask for a raise if, you know, if I would have put my foot, I, I, I would have put my feet in SmackDown a little bit more before, before that happened. So, I mean, I don't, I don't think that was the best idea to be honest with you, but, um, you know, he was bold enough to do it and but it didn't work out in his favor. So it, here's the thing. He goes back to, the indies right and since the mass exodus of talent was released the concern isn't okay well we're going to keep this person because he can go to aw and be a threat and make more money and have a better you know career that's not a thing that's not really even a thing anymore because you got a bunch of people who's gone right now. And so that doesn't really apply. And, uh, you know, 
AEW is not going to pick up everybody. All the people that was released from AEW, they're definitely going to pick them up and they're going to pick up everybody. So you have people like Drew Gulak being released and Leo Rush being released. And it's like, there's a lot of people released now. So pick your person or pick your people, really. And so you have a lot of people jockeying for position right now and trying to get to AEW, Ring of Honor, uh, NWA, yes. And here's the crazier part. Uh, you know, AEW is doing live stuff. But Ring of Honor, as you heard with PCO, you know, because they have a, you know, L.A. market and because the borders are closed and because you have people, you know, who come in from the U.K. and Mexico. And so it's like um, there's a lot of top names that aren't even able to travel. And so it could be late summer. You know, uh, by the time they open back up, midsummer maybe, by the time they start doing tours again. So, you know, you're without a job. I mean, people who are in ROH, they're, they're without a job, you know, with uh, as far as tours are concerned or far as far as, you know, paid events. And that's with anybody right now. I mean, AEW is really the only option because in, indies aren't doing anything. They're, you know, because they're not allowed to because of the restrictions. So... And then if you do get, you know, the the the, uh, co- the country starting to open back up. I'm in Ohio. We open back up May the 31st. And I mean, we, we've we're slowly doing like takeout restaurants. Um, gyms open back up the 31st daycares, day camps, uh, restaurants open back up, open back up next week. So uh, by the end of the month, we'll be open. But at the same time, you know, there's still going to be super precautions based on, you know, live crowds. Now, Vince, he wants to have um, the latest is that he wants to have SummerSlam in a live crowd. So it most likely won't be in Boston because the Boston, you know, the the officials in Boston don't want to have any, you know, live big live events like that. And plus the uh, Northeast. Uh, pocket is is getting heavily affected. So New York and New Jersey is, you know, they're going to hit the most. So that that, you know, New England pocket is um, that that Northeast and New England pocket. They um, it makes sense that they don't want to have big events. So I would do it. You know, I would do it probably North Central. Um where in areas where it's not hit as most as far as cases are concerned. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot going on. It's a lot of crazy puzzle pieces right now that, you know, that's, that's not stable. And so Gulak, you know, people like Gulak, he actually, it's, he's actually at a disadvantage now. Now the past few past month or so, the past month or two, it's helped him because it's, you know, he's, he's had more TV time, but at the same time, you know, a lot of a chunk of his career was in Evolve and Chikara and Evolve and Chikara aren't going to have big 
paid events. So, yeah. And perfect segue. The Raw does the second lowest viewer, viewership in history, 1.7. The the, the uh, was a couple of weeks ago, a week or two ago, they had 1.6. And so and that was the lowest in history. And they, you know, did the second lowest with a 1.7. Um, people don't like people don't enjoy events without fans. Simple as that. And I keep saying this, and I and I I'm gonna I'm gonna keep saying it. I'm going to you know, here's the thing: Drew McIntyre should have been champion. He should be champion, but I don't want him to be champion. Um, in this time, I just don't want him to do it. I think he should chase the, the title. I, th- I really think he should. I think, you know, and I said this, man, put it on Lesnar and do the come in every, <laughs> every now and again. Cause, cause right now the WWE championship, it doesn't feel important. Now I and it's not Drew's fault at all, man. He's doing his thing. I'm, I'm a big Drew McIntyre guy. I'm, you know, we're we're cool. Um, I've had him on my show. I've chatted with him many times, and he's a cool dude, man. So I'm like Team Drew all the way. But this is just a really bad spot to have him. And I mean, look at this stuff. And so all this falls on. I mean, like the brunt of this falls on Drew. Because he's the champ. And so they even did the brand to brand invitational teasing the split and all that. I mean, teasing the brand brand uh ending, split ending, which I think is a stupid idea because it wouldn't make sense to have no split, but you have WWE and Universal Champion. You would have to take one of them out, which would probably be Universal Champion. And that would have the WWE champion going on Raw and SmackDown. But Raw's viewership is already so bad. And they just signed with Smack with Fox. And if they do the same thing on Fox, it's, <laughs> it's going to look real bad. So it's, it's a really tough spot, man. It really is. I mean, and I've said this before, man. I enjoy watching AEW on a weekly basis more than I do Raw or SmackDown. I like NXT, but still the fact that they have no fans, it's it's such a huge issue. It's such a problem. Wrestling is about the crowd. It's it's I mean, it this this shows the past 2 months has shown even even more why fans matter in pro wrestling because it's just it's boring to watch it's tough to watch fans just don't care because in the past four weeks you've had the two lowest rated raws in history and the franchise is 27 years old and that's terrible and it it goes to show that this season is a really bad season for pro wrestling. And it just goes to show how people, I mean, how it's, it's all about suspending disbelief. 
It's creating that comic book come to life. It's creating the characters. It's really influenced that influencing the character aspect. And it's and it's people together rallying, cheering, booing. All of that matters. Character development matters so much in pro wrestling. And that live energy, the buzz, the crowd. It, it 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 makes someone it makes people more excited it makes the feel more exciting it, it just it just brings a whole different level to it and that's why i like watching AEW because they at least have a crowd yes it's most of it is wrestlers but so what at least it's still a crowd you know it's so funny pineapple pete because of being one of a few people in the crowd, Pineapple Pete went from Shug Shug D or Shug G, Shug D, I think it was, or Shug G, one of them, to Pineapple Pete because of Jericho's uh, commentating. And he's became a name because of being amidst of a few people in the AEW crowd. And Jericho put him over because of that. And it's like, that's how you make lemons out of lemons. I mean, that's how you make lemonade out of lemons. You you, you created a, a a star in AEW because Jericho called him Pineapple Pete, and because he was some fan, you know, he was some person who cheered and got you know it was jobbing, you know, on AEW Dynamite, you know, and so. That's how you do it, man. That's how you create names. That's how you create some type of excitement. But WWE has zero people in the zero fans in the live crowd. And that is hurting their product, excruciatingly hurting their product. Um they can't have they can't have an offseason. Um, I mean, no, I mean, because it's independent contractors, it's not like they have a union or anything like that. So how they going to make, if they have, if they have an off season, how are they going to make money? You know, like, how are you going to present to stockholders and shareholders and, uh, you know, your, your, your reports and all that stuff. And you're going to present, how are you going to present that? Um, so yeah, we're, we don't have any, you know, big income except for network subscriptions and they have to keep plugging every week, you know, to buy the network. So it's uh it's sad. I, I agree, Mo. AEW's killing it right now as far as head to head. I agree. I agree. Uh <clears throat> What can they do? They can have a crowd. Florida is not Florida considers WWE and pro wrestling an essential. So you could have like there's nothing stopping WWE from having live crowds right now. Look at AEW. AEW's in Jacksonville. Jack they took advantage of Florida of of Florida uh, officials considering pro wrestling an essential. And they they're taking advantage of it. They're having fans. AW's in Jacksonville. WWE's in Orlando. You can have. I mean, it looked good when they had it on full and full, uh, not in full sale, which is also in Florida, by the way. And so, <laughs> full sales in Florida. 
the performance centers in Florida, there's nothing stopping WWE from having some type of fan base as far as employees. If it's an essential, you've got 50 people, you know what I mean, that can, that can come and wrestle. And so make them fans. Make them fans like AEW is. And so it, it just seems like it seems like WWE has a mentality of like, well, we're just above, you know, making it look Bush League or making it look cheesy by having, you know, uh, wrestlers come out as fans. <clears throat> I don't agree with that. Now, I now there's some people who probably shouldn't be out there because it could hurt their gimmick. But you literally every single week had a long line of people chasing for the 24-7 championship. You can have people out there as fans. Come on now. (laughs) Be logical here. You had all those people coming out for the 24-7 championship. Now, granted, most of them are gone, unfortunately, but you still have enough people back there to be fans. Akira Tozawa. You know, make him be out there as a fan. Ricochet, Cedric Alexander. Uh, you have um, who else? You got a lot. Of, you, you have females too. Um, Kyrie Sane, Oscar. You know, you can have you can have them as you know. Although I would protect Oscar's character, but Kyrie Sane for sure. Um, you you got a lot of options. Um. Lots of options. I don't want to hear it. Uh, let's see what we got here. Um, comments wise. All right. So let's grade raw. Speaking of <laughs> raw and SmackDown, let's grade raw and SmackDown. What do y'all give raw and SmackDown for the week? I'm glad you guys liked my upgrades. And be sure to support me, man. Come on, y'all. Patreon. Um, Support, support, support. Y'all know good and well, you got six bucks. All the stuff that I do. Y'all know. Y'all know. All right. Should have some exclusive stuff coming up. Blog-wise, go ahead and hit that Patreon. And subscribe too. You see the ticker down there? <clears throat> subscribe to the Crave Wrestling YouTube channel. All right, do that. Um, C minus for Raw. Raw C. Let's see. C minus says uh, Mike. Um, Raw C SmackDown C. Raw B minus SmackDown C, SmackDown C for Mike. Chris says Raw C minus, B minus for SmackDown. Elvis says Raw B minus and SmackDown C minus. There was an asterisk question about what we just uh, talked about. Okay, here we go. Can't WWE let in a limited amount of fans that have to wear a mask in the crowd and keep six feet apart and be spread out in the audience? Um, according to Florida, um, 
they're opening up some things. <clears throat> so, and the thing is, I, I mean, just aesthetically, just as far as, <clears throat> cause I worked out, you know, I did some work as far as just <clears throat> like when it came to crowd work and stuff for WWE and, um, it's just the look of it would not look good. So if you had a bunch, if you had people six feet apart wearing masks, aesthetically from a television production wise, that doesn't look good. Um, that's a huge eyesore. And production is real. Like eyesores are just the ultimate no-no when it comes to television production. You don't want eyesores. And it would be a huge eyesore for people to, from a production standpoint, to, you know, air people wearing masks, wearing, you know, standing six feet apart, that gap, huge eyesore. So you don't want to do that from a production standpoint. Like I said, I mean, the best thing to do is to rally up 20 people from backstage and bring them out to the crowd. And it's crazy. It seems like they don't even like where they where they air now. Like how they're doing their production. They don't. It's like in a room. It's like in a a smaller room. Like they had they 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 had they took all the mats the the um, the rings out and actually had a pretty nice setup for full cell, uh, not for full cell, but for the performance center when NXT was there, it was actually a pretty nice setup. And so they could do that. You know, um, they could have that type of kind of studio audience feel to it, but we'll see. But it's again, the, the point of the matter is because there's no people it's making it's, I mean, like ratings are just, and they're doing anything they can putting Charlotte out, you know, to, uh, SmackDown, just unannounced. I mean, it was like last minute announced. And it's like for, for no, I mean, no justification, no explanation. Hey, so Charlotte's a special guest. And now we're going to do this brand to brand invitational four times a year. Wild card rule was what three people a week. And then it became four people a week. And then it was like eight people and it started to merge again. And then they start and they did a split again. <clears throat> and then that, they didn't even do a, a draft this year. So it's like, there's just, there's just so much just instability when it comes to the WWE products right now that the fans see that stuff and they're losing interest because they see the instability. Yeah, I mean, they they can see that stuff. Corey says, uh, SmackDown, B minus. Um, D. Bryan's match Friday was a B plus with Drew. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. C plus and C minus. Kyle doesn't remember SmackDown. A plus for uh, Raw. All right, A plus, A plus. What was so A plus about Raw? 
it was ugh. the breakup and then the Austin theory going and then Nia Jax. Uh, I knew she was going to be the next opponent for Oscar, but that was that that stuff was boring. And I'm a big Oscar fan, but that stuff was boring. It's not Oscar's fault, but I I was not uh, intrigued by that at all, unfortunately. All right, let me do a few. Let me do a couple more trivia. Let's do this trivia. What was the triple threat main event of the 2004 Backlash pay-per-view? What was the triple threat main event of the 2004 Backlash pay-per-view? Backlash 2004 main event. Who was it? Who was it? Who was it? Triple Threat Main Event Backlash 2004. What do you got? <laughs> Versus turning heel over here. Uh, yes, Alonzo. Good job. Benoit, Triple H, and HBK. Um, yep. That was... That was yeah, that was Mania 2004 too. So don't feel like it was uh <laughs> don't feel like it was I feel like you're wrong. So it was it was Mania 2004 too. Um that was also the the main event and uh Benoit Benoit kept the title. So very good match. Very good match. It was a it wasn't as exciting commentary wise as uh Jim Ross like almost busting some blood vessels from his head uh calling it that mania match I mean <laughs> if you go back and watch that mania match and, and listen to jr's commentary I'm like man if like ooh calm down a little bit I love it but I'm like I'm concerned for your health because it looks like you're about to just bust some blood vessels or have a heart attack or both. It was uh, quite interesting. Um, all right. So next, uh, next question is who won the ECW world championship at the 2007 backlash pay-per-view who won the ECW world championship at the 2007 Backlash pay-per-view 2007 backlash who won the ECW world championship ECW world championship Brandon HBK uh, Triple H Benoit yep you got that right Chris Sean and Triple H yep Mo yep 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 all right who won ECW world championship Uh, nope, no Kane, nope, not CM Punk, nope, not Lashley, although he defended it, he didn't win it, he defended it though. Uh, RVD, nope, Lashley, nope, Big Show, nope, 
Big Show, nope. Big Man, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Yes, indeed. It was it was me. <laughs> it was me all along. <laughs> it was Vince. He won the ECW Championship. All right, for the week, let's do this. It is now time for the flavor of the week. All right, so let's do this, y'all. For the week, um, Royal Rumble 1994. We're going to review Royal Rumble 1994. Um, so let's I'm bring up the 1994 Royal Rumble. And uh, <laughs> I watched about the goal. See, the goal was the original goal was for me to watch all of the dark side um, and then talk to Del Wilkes about it because he was going to watch it too. And then his car troubles, you know, his car acted up. And so I am um, seven minutes. Yeah, seven minutes into it right now. So I've got a, I've got a ways to go. So I will make up for that uh, today, later on today. So, Royal Rumble, 1994, 1994. Um, <laughs> you know what's so funny? Uh, my live show <laughs> is on Del Wilkes' uh Facebook page right now. So <laughs> I find that so funny. So everybody look everybody listening on Del Wick's page right now. Hi. Hi. It's funny. It's live on Del Wick's page right now. So that's uh very, very interesting. All right. So <laughs> Royal Rumble 1994. Uh, what were your overall thoughts? Do you do y'all remember watching that? Do y'all remember watching the Royal Rumble nineteen ninety four? Um, well, let's see. Um, yeah, I'm watching it on, uh, <laughs> I'm watching it on Del Wilkes' uh, page right now. That is funny. All right. Uh, Royal Rumble 1994. Yeah. The Patriot watch party. Yeah. That's hilarious. And it's, it's, it's so, I'll find it so hilarious. like, Live right now on Del Wilkes' uh, page. Uh, all right, so Lonzo says he didn't start watching WWE till SummerSlam '96. That was your first live pay per view. All right, so let's go through the uh, Royal Rumble card here. So you had um, Tatanka defeating Bam Bam. Bam Bam Bigelow. Tatanka was the man. I mean, the, the Tatanka was the man back in the day. I was a huge Tatanka fan. I wanted him to win the Intercontinental Championship, and I was absolutely crushed that Ludwig Borga um, it, it, that Ludwig Borga crushed the career of uh, of Tatanka. Speaking of that, I think Ludwig Borga 
should have a dark side episode for sure. I think he should have a dark side episode. Definitely Louvre Borga. Um, Quebecers uh, defeating Bret Hart and Owen Hart. I just uh, I talked to PCO tonight about that, which was really cool. When I kicked your leg, Brett, it felt good, Brett. <laughs> Devastated about that uh, heel turn because, you know, they tease it. Because remember, they tease it back at Survivor Series, right? So he was upset, you know, the shove and all that. So they teased it. And then the official turn was was Royal Rumble to, uh, 1994. That was the heel turn of Owen Hart, which I think was a really good idea. As a kid. I was devastated, but in hindsight, it was a it was a good call. Uh, Reza Ramon defeating IRS for the Intercontinental, uh, Intercontinental Championship, and this is when so Razor, you know, he started off as a as a heel, of course, and I think it was a really good call on the other end to make him babyface. It was a really good call to um, to make him babyface. Uh, so I was a big fan of that. Um, huge fan of that. I was a huge Razor Ramon fan back in the day. Like I was, I was a Razor Ramon Mark back in the day. Um, and I was really happy that he retained the title and I was a kid. I was, uh, you know, uh, I, I was at this time I was, kind of getting hip to the game. And I was like, Aaron R. Scheister, that's Mike Rotunda. Quit playing. Like, <laughs> so, and so I was kind of getting hip to the game, you know, at that time. And I noticed, I was like, ah, I'm not buying this. This That's Mike Rotunda. That's Varsity Club. Quit playing. So, uh, yeah, I thought it was, <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. IRS, uh, that worked for him. Um, you know, I couldn't stand the gimmick. I couldn't stand the character, which I mean, and he was a heel. So, you know, it worked out. Um, but yeah, Yokozuna defeating the Undertaker in the casket mask. Now, I do remember that. That hurt my heart. I remember all the people in 1994 Royal Rumble coming to the ring that that day, that dreadful night on the Royal 1994 Royal Rumble casket match and that's when uh taker you know gets ascended up um there's there's a lot of people um let me see who else was a part of that who all came out that um crush the great kabuki uh tenru and bam bam Adam Bomb, Jeff Jarrett, the Head Shrinkers, and Diesel. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. And then he went up to the ceiling. Very interesting stuff. Yeah, so yeah. So rumor has it that, that was Marty Janetti that's uh that rose up um doing that doing that skit or the skit or the segment or whatever doing that, uh, that promo, uh, when, uh, I will not rest 
in peace. He turns his head and then the lightning and then all of a sudden he ascends up and I was just devastated, man. Like, no, not the Undertaker. And uh, so rumor has it that that was, that was Marty Jannetty that went up there. So, yeah, this was a really, this was a solid card, man. 1994 Rome over was really good. And then Bret Hart and, Bret and Luger co-winning, that was a bit of a buzzkill at the end. I thought that was a bit weird, but overall, it was a pretty solid card. I actually, actually enjoyed it. So, All right, I think I have one more trivia question for you, and then we're going to wrap it up for tonight, man. Solid show, y'all. I loved it. Good stuff. Big fan. Big fan, big fan of this show, y'all. Solid show. Um, great stuff. I have one more trivia question for you all, and that is who was the special guest referee of the Triple H versus The Rock at Backlash 2000? Who was the special guest referee of Triple H versus The Rock? At Backlash 2000. It's my final trivia question for you for the night. Oh, no. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, how's Evan? I don't know. He's on in the chat, man. He's in, he's in the chat right now. He has some business to take care of. Um. Nice. Keep keep bringing these. Keep bringing these, uh, Mike. Undertaker. I like. I like it. I like the segment. Do it. Uh, do it weekly, Mike. The fact of the night. I, lo- I love random stats. I, I'm a huge stat guy. I love random random questions and random stats. I love it. Undertaker has wrestled in 2,274 matches in WWE and has won 17, 17 of them. Uh, so percentage wise, that is uh, 75.5% of his matches. That is that is impressive. So that means that he's that so that means that on average he wins three out of every four matches. <laughs> so statistically, the Undertaker wins three out of four matches. That's impressive. That is very, very impressive, actually. Uh, Shane McMahon, that is correct, Aaron. Great job, Aaron, and welcome, Aaron, to the PNP Nation. Y'all looks like you've been uh, very, um, very involved in the show tonight. I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, we have a guest. We have a uh, interview every week. Uh, this is the four hundred and twenty-fifth episode, as you see here. Everybody who's watching us right now, subscribe to the Crave Wrestling YouTube channel. And I appreciate y'all, man. Another wonderful show. Again, my prayers go out to uh, Shad Gasper's family and friends and loved ones. Um, Very tough time for us um, in the pro wrestling industry, but I can imagine even tougher time for family and friends. So praying for you all in um, tough time uh, and I just pray for some closure in this and in, in, in some capacity, some type of closure. Um, Cause I can just imagine them just nightly just waiting for a call and 
it's a really tough spot to be in. So prayers go out to Shad Gaspert, uh, family and friends. All right, y'all. Good stuff. Another wonderful PNP show. Another very successful PNP show. Um, let's see. Got got to got some time for a few Ask Chris questions if you have them. Um, let's see. Ask Chris questions. I got a time. I got time for one or two more. So go ahead and ask a question or two, and I will answer it before we go off the air. So go ahead and ask the question. My man, Robbie, another jam-packed show and never disappoints. Good stuff, man. I appreciate that very much. Appreciate it, Mike, as always. Uh, good question. Should WWE do another draft? Yes, I think they should keep the split, and I think they should do another draft. I think they should have some. Uh, I think it's just a matter of now, just having, um, <clears throat> now just having different feuds. I think they should have it. I I suppose since they had a draft like late last year or whatever, they they want to do it or last year later. They didn't want to do it, and the other and the draft they have for Fox was just horrible. Um, that was just terrible with Stephanie coming out, and it wasn't even no rhyme or reason to it. It was terrible. Um, so and plus they don't have GMs anymore, so they just need something. They need some type of incentive or motivation. They need something. And so, yeah, they, it's it's sad. Uh, thoughts on Road Warriors, Dark Side of the Ring? Uh, I thought it was good, man. I, I love the Dark Side of the Ring series. I spoke with uh, Animal, and I actually uh, did a exclusive interview on CBR. And uh, uh, he said that there was a couple of things that they got, you know, that they that weren't inaccurate. But overall, he liked it, and um, I liked it too. I love Dark Side. I love the Dark Side uh, series. I think it's. I love documentaries. And um, I love the theme of sad, but I mean, you got to make, I mean, it happens. I mean, it's, it's a part of life, crazy stuff like that happens. So making documentaries out of it, make it more, make it intrigued, you know, and and just make us really, and be so involved and investing in it. I think it's, um, I think it's great. I love the dark side series. Uh, Thoughts on the Iconics. Not a fan. Uh, I had heard the rumor Sting the AEW. He's not going to compete. So why? Why? <laughs> why? Um, amazing show. Thanks, Mo. As always, man. You, you the man. Well, wrestler got me hooked on wrestling. Um. I don't, I don't even I don't even say it's necessarily a wrestler. I just started watching wrestling. My great grandma, I've shared this story before. My great grandma got me hooked to wrestling. So um she was a big NWA fan. I remember um Dusty Ruth, baby. I remember I remember Dusty. And uh 
I remember Sting coming in, and uh, I was hooked on Sting because of he he was so uh, he was just so electrifying, and I just loved the the, the how and it, it was just so infectious, man. It was it, it was easy to like, and that's there with this uh, this hard times promo, baby. It's few versus the Nathan Boy Rick Flair. Uh, I remember when he was the Midnight Rider, and I was devastated that he was the Midnight Rider coming out and acting healist, and I didn't like it at all, actually, baby. I was very devastated when the Midnight Rider came out and was feuding against Tully Blanchard, baby. Um... <clears throat> I remember the Horsemen. Um, yeah, I mean, of WWE in, I remember WrestleMania, the uh, beginning of uh, WrestleManias. And, of course, Hogan. I remember Hogan. Uh, I remember Saturday Night's, uh, I remember watching uh, um, Saturday Night's main event. I was a huge Saturday Night's main event fan. Um, yeah, so it was, it was just wrestling period, man, really. Um, thank you, baby. Dust the rules if you will. Uh, yes, I do want you to do a fact of the night every week. I do, absolutely. Did you hear about the revolt name taken from them? Um, did did you see? Yeah, I, I did hear a little bit about that. I didn't get a little bit. I didn't get so much into it because I really wasn't interested, so to speak. I mean, I really wasn't very interested, honestly. Um, but I mean, I'm sure they'll come up with another name. Actually, all right. What uh, what do I think of the main event should be at SummerSlam? I think the main event should be uh, Drew versus Brock rematch. I think I think Drew should be. I think Drew should beat Brock with fans there. Um, should beat him twice. Seth Rollins did the same thing. Beat him twice. Beat him at uh, uh, Mania and SummerSlam. So um, that's what should happen with Drew. And Drew should do it with people. He should be champ with the crowd. And he should beat him with people there. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, I think that is it for the Knights. Um, good stuff. Appreciate y'all. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, 425 episodes in the books. Until next week, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a fun, fun night as always. I didn't expect anything different. I didn't expect anything different. And the PNP Nation, as always, you don't let me down. You didn't let me down and you don't let me down. So until next week, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy your week of wrestling. God bless and always remember, I do it for you. Have a good night, everybody. Peace. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. 
Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.